Hola! Welcome to another episode of the Hey Dreamer podcast. I am so excited about this episode because today we are going to be talking about dream setting. <laughs> Some people like to call it goal setting, but honestly, I am obsessed with dreaming and dreaming big. And so in everything that I do, I don't like to always think about my goals as goals, but rather dreams. Why, you say? Because they sound better. They sound way better. The pressure that comes from goal setting sometimes is crazy. Sometimes we allow ourselves to dream bigger when we think of it as a dream than when we think of it as a goal. When we think of it as a goal, we're like, well, this has to go. It's official. It's formal. And so it has to be realistic and this and that. And when we think of things as dreams, it's like, well, it's free to dream. So I'm going to dream big. So sometimes I'm going to use the word goals. But please keep in mind that I prefer to frame it as a dream, as something that I aspire for and as something that I can literally, when I dream, I can literally dream up anything. So having said that, today we're going to be dream setting. And stay till the end because I'm going to share a tool, a free tool that I created for you to kind of help you guide you in the process. But I do want to talk a little bit about fear today because when it comes to dreaming, let's face it, fear is probably one of the biggest dream killers along with imposter syndrome so i'll be talking about those two and then we're going to be talking about this dream setting thing and i want to share a couple of new things with you so let's get started let's talk about fear <laughs> what is fear <laughs> well according to the dictionary it's an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous likely to cause pain or a threat what? <laughs> Think about our fears. When you're being chased by a lion, someone or something dangerous is coming after you. And yet, our deepest fears are never about that, right? Like most of us are not fearing for our life, for a lion eating us, or for someone to like stab us. Most of the time, our fears are things like, what if I fail? What if I can't do this? What if you know, I try it and it goes wrong. And this doesn't really fit into the definition of fear. So fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone is or something is dangerous. Now, in our brain, fear is partly imagined sometimes, especially when it comes to goals and dreams and your life and designing your dream life. So it can arise in the absence of something scary. Our brains are so efficient that we begin to fear a range of stimuli that are not scary. And this is called conditioned fear according to psychology today. So conditioned fear is a fear that we have been conditioned to feel. Like, I want to quit this job, but... All these things can go wrong. I can become homeless, essentially, right? This is conditioned. This is not necessarily a real direct fear. It doesn't have to be the case. You're not being chased by a lion, okay? So it says that sometimes it's conditioned when this fear is not something actually scary, but we fear, we sense it as something scary, or sometimes it's not even present. As in the case of anxiety, 
when we get anxious about something that it hasn't even happened. Like, seriously, it hasn't even happened. It's just the idea that something could happen. I quit my job and I move over there. Something really bad could happen. Like, it hasn't happened yet. It's not happening at the time. It's you're just in anticipation fearing something. And this is important because it's not necessarily real. That means that we don't necessarily have to listen to it, right? If the fear is there to serve us, to protect us, when someone is physically trying to harm us, it is good that our brain has that response because we do need to run we do need to do something but when it comes to fearing things that are not happening or potentially could happen and we let those negative thoughts take over our head we need to understand and address and ask the question is a legitimate fear or is this partly imagined or conditioned or anticipatory Okay, so let's move on. Some neuroscientists claim that humans are the most fearful creatures on the planet because of our ability to learn, think, and create fear in our minds. But this low-grade, objectless fear can turn into chronic anxiety about nothing specific and become debilitating. How many times do we feel frozen by fear? By a fear that's not even present, by a danger that's not even present, that we are thinking about that this could happen, that could go wrong, this person could do this or that. And these things literally freeze us and we feel stagnant and then we stay where we are. And each year that goes by, we feel frustrated and we feel like we are stuck. And we feel like we are not doing what we're supposed to be doing and we don't feel perfect. And let me tell you, even this is part of the process. So one thing that I want to leave really clear is that even if you have been scared all this time and you've been questioning your purpose and you've been feeling stuck, do not judge that. That is part of your process. And this is the time where you can ask yourself, are my fears real dangers? Are these legitimate dangers and things that could go wrong? Too many people stay in toxic relationships. Too many people stay in relationships that have expired, even if they don't feel toxic, but they have expired. They served you for a time and it's time to move on, but you won't because you think that you can't. So it's paralyzing, it's debilitating. It freezes you. So let me introduce you to this really cute acronym that I love. I honestly not sure who came up with it, but it's called FEAR, F-E-A-R. And it's not talking about the real fear of a real danger of threat, but rather the fear that we just perceive, anticipate, we get anxious about, but it's not a legitimate real fear. We created it with our brain. So this acronym stands for false evidence appearing real. We will literally find evidence and this doesn't just happen with fear. Our brain is so smart and advanced that it can do this with anything. Our brain can create evidence of anything it wants to prove. This is why you can have two people with the same facts on the table having an argument and disagreeing with the exact same facts on the table. And both people are going to think that they're right. And both people are going to think that the exact same piece of evidence defends their point. This is why there are disagreements in the world. This is why we have wars. This is why 
everyone thinks that their opinion is right because our brain can literally build evidence or sometimes hide evidence such as is the case for cognitive dissonance where we are doing something that's not aligned we are doing something that goes against our values we're doing something that we don't believe in but when we do it we justify it with cognitive dissonance we we remove ourselves from that situation and we see it differently even though we might see it this way when it comes to a different person this is why somebody could be saying it's wrong to lie and then they're lying they have found a way to justify their lying but they still do believe genuinely that it's wrong to lie so because our brain is so intricate and so good at doing these things we really have to be cautious about what we believe and what we do with the information that we do have and also when it comes to dreaming and setting goals we don't necessarily need to draw from our brain i genuinely think and believe more, more than think and feel that the best guides are not always and most of the time not going to be our brain in my own experience and in the journey that i've been in and even as an entrepreneur i can tell you that amount of times that i have followed my intuition and things have worked so well for me because that was meant to be but my brain would have told me otherwise my brain would have said you can't do this my reasoning would have said that's not possible for you but my intuition said do this and i listened to my intuition and i saw the rewards of that so you have to be willing to dive in to dive into your subconscious mind and really see what you really want to do what you really want to create and what the reality and the truth is have to ask yourself the question is this here real or is it something that i have made up i've been conditioned to believe second thing is imposter syndrome we and i say we because even myself at times have caught myself with this imposter syndrome like we are going to be discovered like we are in a position because we somehow got lucky like we maybe don't deserve what we have like maybe somebody else deserves this over us and this is what michelle obama had to say about imposter syndrome i still have a little imposter syndrome it doesn't go away that feeling that you shouldn't take me that seriously what do i know I share that with you because we all have doubts in our ability about our power and what that power is. So the first lady at the time says that even she questions her ability about her power and and in mind that this power wasn't even perceived power. This was legitimate power. Like she literally was the wife and is still the wife to one of the most powerful men on earth. And she's still questioning the power. Never mind the intrinsic power, but even like other people would recognize the power and she still sometimes didn't. And we all do that. And we all sometimes feel that way. It's not necessarily wrong to feel that way at times, but the important thing is that we catch it. The important thing is that we are mindful and that we catch it and that we realize like, okay, this is imposter syndrome talking and I'm going to move on now. So there are a few types of imposter syndrome and this is according to the book The Secret Thoughts of Successful Women. So after interviewing all the successful women, the author of the book, Dr. Valerie Young, found that there are these different imposter types. So even within 
feeling like an imposter, we all feel it differently. So we have the perfectionist, which I have at times been that person. That uh, This really resonates with me. And this is, they have such high expectations for themselves that even small mistakes will make them feel like a failure. You think it has to be perfect. The second one is the superwoman or the superman. They put in long hours, never take days off, and must succeed in all aspects of life in order to prove that they're the real deal. Like, you need to feel like you earned it. I was like that a lot of the time. I didn't know it. I didn't say, oh, I need to earn this. But I, I believed I had to work harder than anyone else, that I had to do all these things to earn my way in whatever I had. Then you have the natural genius. They're used to things coming easily, so when something is too hard or they don't master it on the first try, they feel shame and self-doubt. Then you have the soloist. They don't like to ask for help, so when they do, they feel like a failure or a fraud. And then you have the expert. They continuously seek out additional certifications or training because they feel as though they will never know enough to truly be qualified. Sometimes I can be like that. Like I always say I want to have a PhD one day for fun. And people have told me, what's fun about a PhD? <laughs> and I generally want to learn more. But then when I read this subtype, I was like, why do I want to learn more? Do I want to learn more because I'm curious? Yes, many times. But I have to also question myself and say, do I want to learn more because I feel like it would make me even more qualified? And if that's the case, then that's something that we have to shift. And this is why I love to talk about mindset shift because it's all in our mindset. It's all in our subconscious. It's all in the conditioning. So what is mindset? Your mindset is your set of beliefs that shape how you make sense of the world. This is the way that you view the world, the way that the world makes sense to you. And this is literally a set of beliefs. This is something that over time you concocted in your mind. And you can change it at any given time. Now, it doesn't, it takes time and effort to change your mind. It takes time. It takes intention. You can't, no matter how much you want to say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm going to change overnight. That's not going to happen. Because there are things that are ingrained in your mind. Some things are ingrained in your subconscious that you can't even change it because you don't even know you have it. You don't even know it's affecting you. You don't even know it's holding you back. So first, you have to ask yourself that question. What are the things I need to improve on? And this is why meditation helps and prayer helps because you are literally just taking the time to be with you in your mind and, and, and really like be aware of your thoughts, be aware of yourself, almost like you're stepping out and you're looking in from the outside in. And this is why I talk about mindset when it comes to business because I could give you the best strategy and advice in the world, but if your mindset is not right, it's just not going to work. And we see this over and over again. People buy programs, they buy books, they buy all these things, and then they, it doesn't work, and then they feel frustrated, and sometimes they even blame others for it. But the reality is that you have to ask yourself, what is it that I need to shift within myself? Because if you are trying all these strategies and all these things and you're not getting clarity and things are not working out for you, at some point, you have to realize that the only common denominator in your entire life is you. People have come and they have gone. 
but you are still here. So if your entire life story is a story about how everyone else has been to blame for every wrong thing in your life, and you're not really asking the question, what is it that I need to shift so that my story can shift? And you take the power away from others and you give it to yourself and you say, I have the power to create my own story. And you make yourself accountable. And you say, what are the things that I need to change? Because so far this and that hasn't worked out for me. This is where real change begins. And I've been doing a lot of work on myself. A lot of the stories that I had, I had to shift. And some stories even sounded good. Like, I was always, like I shared before, just now, working so hard. My entire life, I worked so hard. I was so resilient. I overcame so many obstacles. And I was a dreamer. And that's awesome. And it also needs to be shifted. It needs to be reframed. Because I realized through one of the breakthroughs I had, that for as long as I continued to say that my story was about resiliency and always working so hard through obstacles, that was going to continue to be my story. And I didn't want that to be my story. I was tired. In that moment when I had that breakthrough, I was tired of working so hard. I was like sitting there crying. I remember and I was like, ah, why do I always have to work so hard for everything? Why do I always have to be the one overcoming all these obstacles and working against the grain? And like I was literally just like crying. And then I was like, but really, why? Like, who told me? Like, nobody forced me. Like, in I, that's where I decided to be like, no, I need to flow. I've got to flow. I want to flow. I want that to be my story. Whatever you want it to be, you can create that story for yourself. And the more that you keep repeating the stories and the stories that are not serving you, it's not going to serve you. It's only continue to just create the same thing over and over. If your story is that you're the victim, if your story is that you never succeed, if your story is that you're always poor, if your story is that nobody likes you, if your story is that you don't have friends, if your story is that you hate yourself, if your story is that you hate your body, whatever it is, and you continue to dwell in that story and you continue to fire up that story, fuel that story, that will continue to be your story. So if you don't want that story, don't let that be your story. And how do you not let something be your story? You have to surrender. I said in that moment, this has served me. So there's no judgment. First of all, no judgment. Gratefulness for the process, gratefulness for the lesson. So I had to say, this has been my story for whatever reason, and I don't care. I surrender. I don't blame anyone for it. I don't even blame myself for it. I've had to work hard in the past, but that's no longer my story. My new me, my real me, flows. My real me attracts. My real me manifests. This is my story. And the moment I had that mindset shift, I, I can look back in the last few years, and I have literally been that manifester, that faith filled person that person that it's just things just happen and it seems to be like i'm just lucky but it's not luck there was work behind that but it wasn't work that felt heavy it wasn't that hard work that i was doing before and saying before and that was draining me it's a shadow work but a shadow work that helps you grow 
it's a kind of work that helps you feel better it's a kind of work that energizes you because as you do it you feel better and you start seeing the change in your life and that's encouraging and it makes you want to keep going and it makes you want to literally continue to grow and learn so that you can continue to impact that change in your life drop the story that you're not enough drop the story that you don't deserve drop the story that you are scared drop the story that your parents don't love you drop the story that because so and so did this to you then you have this and that you are given too much power to others and you're given too much power to the past for you to be able to move on so you need to surrender that you need to surrender that because for as long as you don't surrender that you are going to literally feel frustrated bitter angry all these negative things until you're able to take control of your life take control of what you want to design what you want to create this is why i always talk about design i'm very intentional when i say sometimes i use the word manifest and sometimes i use the word design and i know exactly when i'm using each word because they are different things and i am very intentional about design and it's not always just manifesting because there is a lot of intention behind design there's a lot of intention in creation when you are thinking of design of an intentional design so here is the definition of design to create fashion execute or construct according to plan according to plan you have to be open to say i am going to design my dream life because you have this plan for your life for what you want and you're going to create after the plan you're going to fashion after the plan you're going to execute that plan you're going to construct according to that plan that is literally the definition of design according to the Merriam-Webster dictionary so when you think about that we stop giving power to everyone else to society to lies to fear to our own expectations to our people's expectations and we begin to to say i am divine i have a divine plan i have a divine purpose and i'm going to do what i feel drawn to do because these are the things that are within you that you feel drawn to is for a reason it's because it's part of your plan or you wouldn't even feel drawn to those things you wouldn't even desire those things you wouldn't even feel an attraction to those things so you have to understand that there is that plan and you can create and you can fashion and you can execute according to that plan you are designing my sister it's not just manifestation at that point you are designing and this is why i always say design your dream life it's really important because the words that we use really matter now as i design my dream life and i'm operating in alignment with my plan that's when i can manifest things along the way that are going to help me execute that plan that are going to serve me in the process of me designing my dream life so that is what the difference between design and manifestation is as i am in alignment with the plan and the design that i want for my dream life i will manifest i will manifest the things that everything and every resource and every connection i need in order to see that plan come to fruition but i will not be able to manifest until i'm designing and creating and executing according to that plan because i will be out of alignment 
So something, and I get really passionate about this because this is literally the story of my life. And understand, everybody manifests differently. Everybody manifests differently. So it's not the how to manifest, but it's the fact that you will manifest when you're in alignment. That alignment for you may be different than mine. The, the how and the approach of that manifestation will be different than mine. But as long as you're in alignment and I'm in alignment, we will manifest. It will just look different and the approach might be different because let me tell you, there's no one size fits all. The more that I learn, I've learned about human design. I've taken all the personality tests out there. I literally have geeked out on those things because I love those things. But what I can see about each one of those things, the, the thing that they have in common is that everybody is different. And what works for you doesn't work for me at times. And what works for me doesn't work for you. This is why before I can teach anyone business strategy or anything like that, I have to talk about mindset and I have to talk about the fact that you have to do and design according to your plan because this is what's going to have the greatest impact. Because the moment that you begin to understand yourself and your design and your plan, that's the moment that you will create and manifest and feel aligned and therefore create even more magic because it's exponential. The moment that we begin to embrace who we are, embrace the things that we're supposed to do and how we're supposed to do it, that's when it's just, it's like the ripple effect. It's just literally just multiplies. This is why we, we think somebody just overnight got lucky and, you know, got all these opportunities. It never happened that way. It didn't happen that way. There's a lot of work and shadow work and years of crying and years of frustration or whatnot. And then there's that point where somebody has had enough and you have to have to have enough. If, if you're done, if you feel that way, stop being frustrated and say, I've had enough. I'm rewriting my story because I am the owner of my story. Nobody else is. And I will no longer give power to anyone else or anything else. And this is why I cannot judge anybody. Like literally when people told me, well, this is what I do. This is what works for me. Maybe that's not what works for me. But I can listen to that and say, if that's working for that person, then that person has embraced something about them in their personality, in their human design, something that's allowing them to be manifesting, that's allowing them to feel good, that's allowing them to, to do whatever they want to do. And if that's working for them, then it is for them. I cannot say, it's the same like diet. I cannot tell someone, if someone is like, oh yeah, this is, I've been feeling really healthy eating this and really energetic. It's been great for me. I'm not going to come and say, no, that's bad for you. You know, that's bad for you because it's bad for me. Like I don't eat pork, for example, but like I, I cannot tell people that because it's like, well, you know, I don't know. Like it doesn't work for me, but maybe it works for them. As long as you're seeing the results, as long as you're saying, wow, this person, I can tell that they're in alignment. I can tell it works for them. I'm, I can't relate to that, but I can tell it's working for them, good for them. And this is why it's also good not to copy and not to like try to have what others have because maybe that worked for them, but maybe it won't work for you. So again, all these examples are to say, you have to go within, you have to make the decision that you're going to design your dream life. And you have to trust that as you begin to execute, to take action, to create, the things that you need will be manifested. The things that are part of your plan will be manifested. So when you begin to plan, I don't want you thinking like, well, I don't have this much money and this is how much money I need to get this building or this is how much I need for that because that is not what we're doing here. When we're designing our dream life, that's way later. When we're designing our dream life, our goal in that moment is to dream up what we really want, what's going to be in alignment with us. 
And as we start to live in that alignment, the resources that you truly need for the things that are truly yours will literally show up in your life. And it's not by magic. It's because you're taking action. You're taking aligned action. This is why in my podcast I say, dream big and take aligned action. The actions have to be aligned. As long as we're honoring that dream, we're honoring that plan, and the, the actions are aligned, we will see the things manifesting. There still is some work behind it, but it's a work of flow. It's a work that feels good. It's a work that's energizing because you're aligned. It's not a type of work that drains you. That makes you feel frustrated, angry, bitter. No, it makes you feel like you're in alignment. Okay, so I know I got a little extra passionate about that. But this is really has been my life work for years now. Whether I officially had a system for it or whether I officially knew how to vocalize it at the time, I didn't. But now more than ever, I can look at my life and say, wow, my story truthfully is that I am a manifesting queen, that I am living my life by design, that I am a dreamer. And I can look back and I can see this over and over and over again. And it's because I had to make that decision to stop making that story or feeding that story that was a lie. Because that was a lie. Because that story was not serving me. That story was only creating more of that story. And this is the difference between the mindset shift. So we have the fixed mindset and we have the growth mindset. I call it the scarcity mindset versus the abundance mindset. And this is scientific. You can read about it. You can read books about it. You can read articles about it. The fixed mind or aka the scarcity mind. It avoids challenges. It shies away from things that you don't know. You're unable to handle criticism or feedback. Your intelligence or talent are static. You don't think you can improve. You think that this is the way things are. You're always seeking approval. You're focusing on just maybe if I have enough, like there's not enough to go around. You feel threatened by others success you see failure as failure you see that as failure instead of a lesson you give up easily an abundance mindset you view challenges as opportunities you acknowledge and embrace the quote-unquote weaknesses because you come to see them as differently you don't think of them as weaknesses to understand their lessons, to understand their challenges for you to grow. You learn to give and receive constructive criticism. You understand that you can always be improving and evolving and that we're all learning. It's a journey. You seek learning over approval. You focus on the process instead of the end result because it's not about validation. It's about what you're learning in that journey and that process. You feel inspired by the success of others. You understand that the quote-unquote failure is just an opportunity to grow. You don't give up easily. You, you keep going. The abundance mindset, you know that what's yours is yours. It's this intangible trust that I cannot explain to you 
but it's just this intangible trust and almost like fearlessness you have fear sometimes but it's not enough it's not strong enough to hold you back it's not strong enough to make you give up you feel something you feel the discomfort of fear you feel maybe you think about some things a couple of times but you don't let that freeze you you don't let that just make you feel inadequate you don't make that make you step away you still take the leap even if you're scared you understand that you're surrounded by every resource and every connection and every opportunity that belongs to you and that it's readily available as long as you're ready and you're stepping into your power and you are conquering those fears and you are literally taking aligned action those things will show up it is a complete different mindset it's a mindset that's going to make you feel like everything is okay even when you're going through tough times like i just lost coco i still know that everything is okay i still know that everything is part of the grander plan i'm okay you know doesn't mean we never face any problems or any challenges it just means that we trust we surrender and because of that we tend to feel more positive about life we tend to feel like things will be okay so i want to read this quote from uh mindset the new psychology of success which is a book by carol dweck and it says for 20 years my research has shown that the view you adopt for yourself profoundly affects the way you live your life please hear this for 20 years of research okay so i may have shared everything i just shared with you from my personal experience but it's not just anecdotal this is somebody who's done 20 years of research and the research has shown that the view that you adopt for yourself profoundly affects the way you lead your life again let's go back to that story i was telling you about for as long as that view that story that jesse works really hard for everything for as long as i adopted that story it profoundly affected my life and the way i led my life and i continue to work really hard for things until i got over that story and i decided that that was going to change so it continues to say it can determine whether you become the person you want to be and whether you accomplish the things that you value it can literally determine that saying my story i am the creator of it and i'm going to create this new story i'm going to reframe this that can determine whether you become the person you want to be or not that can determine whether you accomplish the things that you value or not All right. Well, I hope that this was helpful because now I'm moving on to the part of the clarity because we are going to be dream setting. And so I want to move on to let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. This was the part that I wanted you to understand and let go and say I'm going to be clear about what my dream is. Now, I created something. Well, I don't know if I I created a PDF for you, but you know, this exists out there. There's a way to do this but um i called it the dream map dream mapping and basically we're going to create a little map that's going to help you design your dream life and and the intention is to design 
what does your life look like for 2022? That's intention because we're about to start 2022. So I want you to get in that mindset. I want you to get in that picture, in that plan. I want you to design what that's going to look like. Okay. So in this, with this guide, the dream map that I created, it's a free PDF. You can download it. I'm going to put it in the show notes. You can, it's, it's a tool that you can use to gain some more clarity that I'm basically going to go through the phases with you right now, but then I want you to go and actually do the worksheet. So the phase number one is clarity. Again, if you don't know what you want, if you don't know what to put on the GPS, the address, it's not going to take you anywhere. So you have to know what you want. But before you decide what you want, I want you to really think about the things that I just told you because I told you all those things intentionally because I don't want you to create from a space of fear, imposter syndrome, expectations, etc 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 what your story has been in the past i want you to surrender everything and i want you to take some time and i just did this on my birthday my birthday was on monday so a couple days ago and i just literally spent time by myself to just really ask what do i want to create in 2022 you have to understand i already have things that i have created and i love so the tendency even for me is that hey i'm really happy with everything i've created I'm just going to continue to create those things. But no, that's not how it works. You still have to always be asking the question. So I ask the question, what do you want me to do in 2022? What does Jesse really want to create? What do I want to create for Femex? What do I want to create for Jesse Medina? What do I want to do for my career? What do I want to do for my personal life? What do I want to do with my relationships? We have to continuously be asking these questions because things change. So it doesn't matter that, you know, we did all these things last year and they worked. I still want to know what do I need to do next year? What do I want to create next year? Some things will get dropped and some things will be added and some things will stay but be changed in some way. So it's really important that you're willing to do this. You're starting with a clean slate. So I want you to stop and forget what you're currently doing and start from scratch. What is it that you want to build, create, and share? This is exercise number one on the worksheet, and you can go along with the worksheet. But that's the number one is clarity. Phase number two is the mapping. Here is a dream map. You fill in the map with a big dream. This is the big picture for 2022. This is not even details. This is not even specific yet, which is really important to get specific later on. But this right now is the big dreams. It's the mapping. It's, it's the big vision, the picture. So it doesn't have to be super specific, but make it grand, girl. Make it grand. Make it big. Dream big. This is where you get to dream. And you get to dream big. Let me tell you a little story because I was reminded of this literally today. I got a, a Facebook reminder, like a little video uh, from the Femex Summit in 2019. And the Femex Summit 2019 took place in a, a ran not random, but a, in a space that I was co-working out of. And, you know, that's where I decided to do it because that's the space that I had. And so I rented the space. And then, you know, I remember when we were planning it, I was gonna about to meet with the committee for the that I had that year for the event. And before they came, I was just sitting there and I was just like thinking, Oh, I wish I had my own space, like I wish I had 
you know, I, I would wish that this space looked like this or like that, and I wish it was feminine, and I, you know, like, I was looking at the space I was in, because the meeting was going to take place there, and I was thinking, like, I wish this space was different. I wanted to create a space. And I kept thinking that. I was by myself, and I was like, I want to create a space like this and like this and like that. And it, literally, my mind just started dreaming. So when one of them got there early, before everybody else, I shared it with her. I was like, and she's like, how are you doing? What's in your life? So I told her, look, this, this is what I'm thinking. I'm doing this event, but I really want to do it in my own space. Like, I want to create my own space. And I told her. And I remember she's like, well, like, you know, I told her what I wanted. And she's like, well, dream, make it bigger. Make it bigger. Like, what else would you like to have there? And, you know, I would tell her another thing. And what else would you like to have there? And I would tell her. And literally, like, I just started, like, dreaming up and up and up and up. And then, like, uh, sure enough, like, you know, a week late, a week, two weeks later, that's when we have the, the Femex Summit 2019 somewhere else. But in that moment, you know, when I was teaching, you know, about planning and whatnot, in my head, my dream was still a dream that I would one day, and it seemed so distant, and I didn't know how soon it was going to happen, but that one day I was going to be doing the summit in my own building. Well, sure enough, <laughs> by the next year, so this was 20, 2019, so by twenty by the summit of 2020, and it was in January, so this was right before the pandemic and before things got shut down, because we do the summit in January because that's the beginning of the year. That's when we want to set goals and whatnot. Um, so obviously we didn't know what's going to happen. But I got to host the summit at Femex Quarters. But just a year earlier, that seemed just like a distant dream. That seemed when she, she was even asking me, like, okay, what else do you want? What else do you want? And it was so much fun to do that. It was so beautiful to, to picture all that. But I do remember thinking to like, well, this is just a dream, you know, at that time, right? Obviously, later on, I, I believed in it and I created a plan and I drew it and whatnot. So, like, I took aligned action after that, okay? So, I'm not saying not to do that. That comes later. But first, got to have that big plan, the big picture. And it's not according to what I tell you. It's not according to what your mom expects. It's not according to what your friends say you should do. It's not according to what your history or your story has been. It's according to what you really, really want to do. Like, what do you really want to create in 2022? So you have to first do that inner work. And then you get the clarity and then you get the mapping. And you put that big picture. And then phase number three is what I call the aligned action. So phase number three is this is where we're setting goals and objectives that are more specific for each area of your life that are going to that are going to serve the big dream. So if my big dream, for example, let's go back to the example of the space, that was a big dream. But then what did I do? Well, I said, I set a goal. I said, well, I want a space in San Diego that's at least this size, that can host as many people, that has big windows, you know, whatever. Like you get more specific. And then from now you create the aligned action. So you set objectives. You say, okay, what do I need to do to, to do this? So what I did is I said, well, I'm going to go look at buildings. I'm going to create a business plan, you know, blah, 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 all these little things. And then I had to do them and I had deadlines for them. Like, you know, you have, okay, I'm going to create a business plan in the next month. And then by this time, or I'm going to look at buildings for the next couple of months. And now I'm going to look into funding and blah, blah, blah. So you, that's where you get more specific, but aligned actions. Now you're not just telling yourself, oh, I have to do all these things because they're expected of me. 
now the actions that you're taking with your life and the work that you're putting in are in a are in congruence with the big dreams that you have so they're going to work towards those dreams they're not going to work against them imagine if i said i want to open up my own space but yet my actions that year had been like oh you know later on i just took a corporate job and you know just worked my butt off and just got sucked into that like that would have been i wouldn't have had the space in less than a year you know like I had to take aligned actions that matched their dreams. And because I took those aligned actions, a lot of it was accomplished by the actions, but a lot of it manifested. But the manifestation doesn't happen until you take the aligned action. First you design, which is the mapping, then you take aligned action, and then manifestation happens. So manifestation was, I did everything I could. Like I created the business plan. I, you know, try to share with people, like with people that could fund it, and people kept saying no. And so everyone told me it's impossible, you can't do it, you don't have enough, you know, capital, you don't have real estate experience, blah, blah, blah. And then the space manifested. I found a space where they, they weren't so picky about the things that they wanted from me. And, and they saw, and, but, but this is the important part and the key, they asked for my business plan and they loved the business plan. That was one of the things that helped me. So do you see how, this, sure, the space manifested? But for that manifestation to really take place, first it manifested, space came, it does happen, it does manifest, but but you have to be ready for that. So I was ready because when it manifested, I had something in the land action that I had taken for that manifestation to actually take place. And then phase number four is accountability. So you have to come up with a way to track the progress and of your dream and your goals you always have to be comparing them side to side you always have to be comparing your actions to your goal because sometimes we get sidetracked because a year is long many things can happen in a year right i could have said in january oh i'm gonna have the space and then i make some aligned actions i start looking for a spot this and that and then six months down the line i kind of forgot about it or i'm like now looking for jobs or whatever something else right so i had to compare and say, okay, how am I going to measure and make sure that I'm doing these things? And this is where accountability comes in. So in the worksheet, I want you to come up with methods and things that you're going to compare and say, does this dream really, you know, is, is this action really serving this dream? How am I going to measure and make sure that it is? And so this is where you get to write down the ways that you're going to measure them. And, you know, when you're in corporate, when you have a job, they may be called the key performance indicator, KPIs, right? These are the things that you, you know, that when you are, you know, doing your job, measure your success. If you work, even if you work at McDonald's, let's say, and you're supposed to, like, make this many burgers a day, the reason why they have that metric is so that you can see, you can compare and say, well, the, you know, the expectation or the goal is 20, I don't know, 200 burgers a day. I don't know how, how much they sell. Let's pretend 200 burgers a day. But this person is only, or even yourself, if you want to examine yourself, I'm only making 10. So something is wrong. Something is not aligned. Are we not getting enough customers? Blah, 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 right? You start asking the question, is this person too slow? Whatever. So you need to have things by which you will measure that. And you need to determine those things before. Because otherwise, again, our brain is super smart and it will trick us. If I say, oh, well, I'll just, I'll just make sure each month that I'm doing that. You won't. You really won't unless you have a method, you have something, you have a strategy behind that, you have a metric. Okay, if I say, 
um, I want to lose weight. And then I have to have a metric like, okay, I'm going to work out five days a week. And how am I going to know that I'm working out? Well, maybe I have a workout buddy that I go work out with. So then if I am every week canceling, then somebody will be, well, girl, you're not coming. What's going on? Or I'm going to say I'm going to journal every day about it, how the workout was or how I feel. So then you're going to see, okay, well, I haven't been journaling. What's going on? So this is the way that you track things. So you have to decide what those things are going to be. And for different areas, it will be different. For Maybe for your spiritual check-in, it's not gonna, it might not be numbers, right? It's not going to be metric. It's not going to be like, you know, maybe for work or financial, it could be like, oh, I want to save, you know, I'm going to know that I'm doing well if I can be saving 20% of my income. That's a financial, right? But like a spiritual, you're not going to be like, oh, I'm going to be saving 20% of whatever. But it can be a different measurement. Um, you know, how do I feel, for example? I'm going to journal and I'm going to write down how I feel. And if I'm doing my meditation or whatever I need to do, whatever the goal was, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to keep track of that on a journal. So when you do this, the beauty of doing this is that because you're keeping track of it, you get to celebrate the wins. You get to recognize yourself in the wins because most of the time we do a lot better than what we give ourselves credit for, Right. And we don't give yourselves credit if we're not keeping track of the credit. So you, when you see it on paper, when you see it somehow measured, right? This is why when you're working and you hit a sales goal, people are like, yay. And like, you're like, yay. And then it's obvious. Like, you cannot deny. You cannot feel like an imposter if you're like, oh, I suck at sales. I think I'm an imposter. But then your numbers are saying that you're the best salesperson in the region, right? Like, there's no way. To, it's, it's harder to deny. It's harder to. It helps you celebrate because it helps you recognize your wins. It helps you pat yourself in the back and say, I did it. Once I had the building, that was my, that's my accountability. I had the building. I see the building all the time. Every time I go to the building, the, the excitement doesn't go away. It never goes away. I see the building and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is mine. I did it, you know? And like, that's the example of the building because I just came up. But like, there's so many things in my life. Like, I had been seeing the number 1111 for like the longest time. Like the whole year this year, I saw the number 1111. I found myself speaking on 1111 and realizing that I have manifested all of the, like so many speaking engagements, which is one of my biggest dreams. Like since I was a little girl, like even before it was like a thing to be a speaker or anything. Like I just wanted, I just always saw myself on stages sharing and, you know, create an impact that way. And when I found myself doing that on 11-11, it clicked for me that I, that I, you know, I was where I belonged, that it was a reminder that I was aligned. So there are so many examples I can give you. Like every month, every day, I see example after example, even in my own life. I see reminders after reminder, even in my own life. And then when things come in, this is why it's important for you to keep track and get excited. When things do come in that try to tell you otherwise, whether it's people, whether it's expectations, whether it's your lizard brain, your insecurities, whatever, you will have proof. You have the receipts. You have the receipts to say, no, girl, speak to yourself and say, no, girl, look at this. Look at what you've done. These are the receipts. Stop doubting yourself. You got this. You know what you're doing. You're aligned. This is why the insight part phase is so important. So. Uh, you know, I call in insights or I call it accountability, but ultimately it's the way that you track. So it's a really cool way to do it. In the worksheet, obviously like each each like the map has one, but you can you can literally create more map. You can just print out the map twice or three times if you want to get 
in the part of the details, like for financial goals, you, if you have five goals that in the worksheet in phase three in the mapping, you can print that three times. So you can have three financial goals and then maybe two physical or whatever. You can decide how many goals, what you want to focus on. Please understand that I don't want you to create 20 goals for each category. Like that's just not, I want you to dream big. I want the dream to be big. I don't want the phase two, which is the, the, the action steps that you're creating, like the, I mean, the, the line actions. You can't, don't make it too much. You have, this is where smart goals come in. When it comes to goals, so when it comes to the dream, you make it big. But when it comes to executing the dream through aligned actions and goals and objectives, this is where you have to say, okay, in 2022, I'm going to focus more on my, let's say, mental health than my financial because I'm doing really well financially, but my mind or like my mental health or like my brain is exhausted. So you can still have a financial goal Maybe like, okay, this year I want to hit seven figures and that's just one financial goal. But you, in your mind, you could have more things. I'm going to start talking to a therapist. I'm going to get a coach and I'm going to, I don't know, go on, on two retreats, whatever, right? Because you want to pick a thing or two that you focus on more. What are the areas in your life that you feel like you could improve, you could feel better if you focus on those areas more? That is important. So keep that in mind. Anyway, so that's pretty much it for the dream setting. This is us dream setting. Um, and thank you so much for listening. I'm really excited for you. I want to hear from you. Like, if you find this helpful, like, let me know because it feels so good when I get these messages. Like, I listen to your podcast and this really helped me. Like, it, you understand that, like, podcasters, we're sitting here behind a mic. Like, I know you're listening. And if you're listening, that means you're listening. And you know you're listening. But, like, okay, I want to hear. Like, I want to make sure I'm not talking to the air. Anyway, so when I get the messages, I, I feel really good. I feel really good because it it also gives me feedback on what to create. So I want to hear, like, if you prefer this episode over another, if, if this is a topic that you want me to talk more about, anything like that, I love to hear that. So let me know. If you haven't yet, make sure you write a review for the show on iTunes for the for the podcast and send me a DM on social media if you want me to talk more about something if something really spoke to you something really helpful because again this is for us this is that's a rewarding part about doing this work is that you know that we want to know that it's creating an impact and I know it is and I love to hear it too so anyway listen I cannot wait to hear what you create how you take charge of your life and finally set out to design intentionally your dream life and take aligned action and start manifesting the things that belong to you so i am sending you the best wishes the best energy and i believe you can do it or else i wouldn't even tell you i know that you can do it thank you so much for listening have a wonderful wonderful rest of your week and we'll talk soon besos thank you for listening to another episode of the hey dreamer podcast and most importantly thank you for showing up for yourself and your dreams 
If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to write a review and send me a screenshot of it to my DM at Jesse Medina Official so that I can post it and tag you on it. And remember, dream and create. Besos!